Welcome to the FISBO Authority. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, broker owner of One Premier International Realty. Each week, I bring you my over 17 years of experience and insight, helping the for sale by owner navigate the process of selling their home while avoiding the pitfalls and selling for the highest amount of money. Now, from our glass enclosed studios in Coral Gables, Florida, this is the FISBO Authority. Welcome to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast. I'm Ernie Emad, the FISBO Authority and broker owner of One Premier International in Coral Gables. A quick note during these uh, scary and unprecedented times, rents are due this week and all renters know what that means. Miami is the most rent burdened city in the nation. That's according to the U.S. Census data. Yes, nearly two thirds of renters here spend more than 30% of their income in housing, and to top that off, 74,000 have filed for unemployment benefits, all thanks or really no thanks to the coronavirus-related job losses. Miami-Dade County experts predict 100,000 or more job losses. Now, Miami-Dade renters have a few protections at the county, state, and federal levels. For starters, Miami-Dade police has stopped enforcing eviction orders while we're under a state of emergency in the Florida Supreme Court's has advised the state's clerks of courts to stop issuing writs of possessions until April 17th. So in actuality, the most a landlord can do is file an eviction, and it'll just sit there. You can go to the Legal Services of Greater Miami, which provides legal help to low-income residents. Now beyond that, Congress just passed last Friday the CARES Act that placed a 120-day moratorium on evictions for tenants in federally financed housing or for properties with federally backed mortgage loans for failure to pay rent. And about 70% of all single-family homes are federally backed, and those tenants can't be evicted just yet. Look, folks, in the end, an eviction moratorium is simply a suspension, meaning rents for April, May, June, and July will still be owed to the landlord later this year. My suggestion is that you pick up your phone and come to some type of an agreement with your landlord. Now to this week's show. Today is all about closing costs from a seller's perspective. What are the seller's closing costs? Who pays for what? Who chooses the title company? And understanding the new closing documents. We'll also cover what you should check off at the FAR bar as-is contract when you receive the offer. That's all on today's episode. Closing Costs from a Seller's Perspective. This week's podcast is brought to you by the law offices of Ramon Lee and One Premier International Realty. So, you are either thinking about selling your home or um, as a for sale by owner or currently selling your home or thinking about selling your home, period. Are you familiar with all the closing costs associated with the sale of your home? When I sit with my sellers during a listing presentation, I prepare a seller's net sheet. Uh, when you price your home, all of these costs associated with selling the home has to be factored in and, and uh, so that you know exactly what you're going to receive when you get the offer. So now let's take a look at those fees um, and costs from a seller's perspective with our guest attorney, Javed Rahman, partner in the law firms of Rahman Lee, located in Coral Gables and serving Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach and Monroe counties. 
Ramon Lee specializes in real estate law, estate planning, and commercial transactions. Please join me in introducing to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast, Attorney Javed Rahman. Welcome, Javed. Thank you, Ernie. It's a pleasure being here with you today. Thank, thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, I know during these specific times, um, have you seen a drop-off in business? I know that we are an essential uh, business in Florida, attorneys and real estate. Have you s- yet noticed any type of drop-off in closings? Um, we haven't seen any drop-off in closings necessarily. What we have seen is the complexity of the closings have increased. Um, additionally, we'll see some closings that have been pushed up with people trying to close quicker or some who are trying to delay. Um, perhaps some of those delays may at the end turn into drop-off. But at this time, really what we've noticed is that the complexity of each closing has definitely gone up. Well, I know that the major banks have stopped um, issuing jumbo loans, but um, conventional loans are still moving through the pipeline, and it's probably best to go through a mortgage broker. And on next week's program, we're going to have a lender, um, a mortgage broker, um, to discuss lending in today's uh, world. Uh, But they have more options um, to find those lenders um, for conventional loans. Um, uh, So that's uh, good news. Uh, And the demand is still there. I have a, a current property pending. We've already done the inspection and the appraisal. Um, So yet we're not seeing the uh, drop off uh, at this time. On the first segment today, we're going to be discussing the seller closing fees and costs and uh, what those uh, what those are and the mandatory searches that are performed on the majority of properties and the differences between single family and condominiums. Um, And obviously, if it's a cash transaction, if if uh, those buyers perform less uh, searches and so forth. Uh, Javed, um, what can you tell us about uh, uh, some of those um, services that a seller would have to pay? Well, Ernie, there's there's definitely a number of uh, services and costs that a seller typically pays in a closing transaction or a sale of a property. Um, I, I've heard many times a, a rule of thumb being used of two percent of the clo- of the sales price as a closing cost. Um, and, and I know that that's, that's definitely a good rule of thumb to use. Um, but from time to time, those that may not be 100% accurate. Um, to give you a, a, an overview of the closing cost, we'll start off with, first of all, some of the government mandated uh, costs that need to be paid. Um, and the first one will be the dock stamps and the recording costs. That's something that typically the seller pays um, in almost 100% of the transactions. Um, and that's going to be basically the, the, the cost of transferring the property from the seller to the buyer. Um, and that, ver- that will vary by where, you, where the property is located. Um, next after that is obviously going to be a, a cost for the preparation of your typical seller's documents, uh, the deed, the bill of sale, um, certain seller's affidavits, and those will be covered as well by the seller. Um, the next two items are, are not necessarily a cost. The first one I would say is a utility escrow. Um, what occurs is that 
typically on the sale date, your utilities, the utility company will not have a bill that's ready for the services that you use. And so what will happen is at the date of closing, a certain amount of money will be held in escrow just to make sure that those bills are covered. And that's typically about a month to a month and a half worth of your average utility usage. Um, and then the next one is your tax proration. So your property taxes in the state of Florida cannot be paid until at the very earliest November 1st of the, that year. And they are payable all the way through March 31st. So because that, that charge cannot be um, paid during the majority of the year, you will see a tax proration in which the seller is really giving a credit to the buyer who will go ahead and sell the entire, uh, will, will, um, I apologize, will pay the entire year's worth of taxes. And if you have a lender, uh, you get that money back, right? Because you have escrows and at some point after the closing and that is settled, you'll get, as a seller, you've prepaid your taxes, you'll get that money back, correct? Yes, if you have a loan, a, a first mortgage, um, typically you will have escrows for your taxes and your home insurance. So it, as the year goes on and you get and you get closer and closer to when you can pay those taxes, you will have more money in the, that escrow account, um, and you you will get that back as a refund. Got it. Um, so in addition to that, we have. Now, the charges that are really for the transaction itself, um, you're going to have the commissions if you are using a realtor. Um, you're going to have the um, possibly the lien and title searches, and we'll get a little bit uh, in details as to whether that's going to apply or not. Um, if you're living in a condo, you'll have a condo estoppel, um, and, and that can also be depending. Sometimes you may even have two or three associations in your property. And uh, for each one, um, there will be a condo estoppel. And then lastly is, is courier fees. You know, if you have payoffs, if you're, you, all these charges that you have to pay to everybody, um, it, it, typically they're sent out by mail. And, and that's really what you're looking at in terms of the fees. Perfect. And obviously, um, uh, who chooses the title company? Well, the title company is chosen by either party can really choose the title company. However, there are jurisdictional norms um, as to who will, who will choose the title company in South Florida. Typically the buyer chooses the title company um, in Miami, Dade, Broward, North Monroe. Um, but that's not always the case in South Monroe in Palm beach. It's typical for the seller to, to choose the title company. And in all cases, this is something that's also negotiable. So even if you're in Miami-Dade, if you're the seller and perhaps you, um, you, know, you really want to choose the title company because you feel very comfortable with a certain company or you want to use your, your own attorney, you want your, your lawyer to handle the transaction, your real estate lawyer, you can definitely do so. Um, it will typically have an effect on the charges that you will be paying. Um, but many times I've seen where clients um, 
weigh the options between having more control in the transaction um, and being assured that they're dealing with someone that they know and trust versus the additional costs, which sometimes are, are, are not very high at all. Got it. You know, that's, a, that, that's great information. And as a seller, at least you're going to know what type of um, uh, services that uh, you'll be paying for. And uh, on our next segment, um, we're going to be talking about understanding the new closing documents. Look, folks, the time to think of an attorney is when you're thinking of selling your home, not after. And you'll need an attorney with real estate experience. I choose the law firm of Ramon Lee for all of my deals. The law offices of Ramon Lee, located in Coral Gables, a new kind of law firm for a changing world. Consistent, patient, and professional, while providing each client the attention and dedication they deserve. Trust Ramon Lee to close your next home or condo purchase or handle your most complex commercial transaction. Turn to the legal team of Javed Rahman and Elizabeth Lee, bringing their well-rounded education and real-world experiences, taking a holistic approach when assisting their clients. For estate planning and probate administration services, call the law offices of Rahman Lee today. Large enough to handle any case, small enough to personally take your call. Rahman Lee, Real Estate and Business Law, 305 542-0402. That number again is 305-542-0402. With hundreds of brokerages, thousands of agents, how do you cut through all the noise? One Premier International Realty, a boutique real estate brokerage located in Coral Gables, doing business the old-fashioned way. Putting people first. Buying, selling, or leasing residential and commercial properties in Miami-Dade, Broward, and Monroe counties? One Premier International provides each customer a high level of service and communication experience with full-time agents from around the world bringing their unique sense of business skills and a foreign customer base. One Premier International Realty. You've heard of private banking. Now experience private brokerage. A higher level of service and knowledge. One Premier International Realty, 305-669-0233 or go online to www.onepremierinternational.com. Back to the FISBO Authority podcast found on iTunes, Alexa, and everywhere your favorite podcast is found. If you like what you hear, follow, share, and like our podcast channel. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, the for sale by owner authority and broker owner of One Premier International in Coral Gables, and I'm always available to take your call. Joining us today is attorney Javed Rahman from the law firm of Rahman Lee, located in Coral Gables, and we just discussed the closing costs from a seller's perspective, as well as who pays for what. Now let's understand the new closing documents and the sections that pertain to the seller. Um, so Javed, uh, let's delve into the closing documents and, and what should a seller look out for? Um, uh, because in this case, maybe they don't choose a title company. What are your feelings about them using an attorney to prepare their seller documents? Well, Ernie, I think that it is very important for a seller to um, use someone that they trust and that they know that is going to 
represents them and their um, their interest in a transaction. Um, the the reality of the matter is, is that in this day and age, using an attorney um, to prepare the seller documents is really not much more expensive, if at all more expensive, than having the title company prepare um, their seller documents. Um, in addition to that, there's the advantage that if there is some kind of difficulty during the transaction, something appears through the lien search or the title search reports, an attorney is able to take care of that where a title company would then have to refer the individual to an attorney and you end up um, double paying for a lot of those costs. Um, remember, at the end, um, a, a, a title company can only prepare seller stock if they are working the buyer's portion of the transaction. If they are not working the buyer's portion of the transaction, legally they can't prepare those seller stocks and an attorney should be used. Um, so again, my my personal opinion is that um, you know you, you get the best person to to represent you and, and and to be able to prepare those documents for you because they're very important and you're, you're typically dealing in a transaction for a large sum of money and you want to make sure that you've got everything covered. Yeah, no question, and and I do see a lot of title companies that are not. Um, attorney title companies. Um, they're basically a title company that has no attorney involved in the preparation uh, of. Um, uh, so the title insurance is is it different for a title company that does not have a an attorney uh, compared to an attorney owned title company? No, the the, the the title insurance charges are covered by um, are, are statutorily set by the state of Florida. So there's no difference um, in what would be paid for the title charges. Um, and also, you know, we were covering in the closing cost section before um, just the, the, the seller's doc preparation. Um, in, in this day and age, it, it's so competitive that in, in all honesty, usually don't see much of a difference in, in the charge between a, an attorney-owned title company and a non-attorney-owned title company. Got it. Understood. Understood. Um, so let me ask you a, a couple of questions regarding uh, condominium searches. Um, so if you're in a condo, um, what searches does a seller have to perform uh, or, or that they would be responsible for and a buyer uh, when you're purchasing a condo? So when you're purchasing a condo, the, the, the real charge that you're looking at is the condominium estoppel. Um, and, and we'll talk about, I want to take this, we can talk about condominiums and also homeowners associations, which are a little different. Um, but in, in both cases, um, what you're looking at is the condominium estoppel or the homeowners association estoppel. And what this is, is it's really an accounting of what the present owner has paid to the uh, association and what is owed. And also, it's giving a certification of what charges may be owed in the future. Got it. And because of this, because we're dealing with what specifically the seller has done already, uh, the seller is the one who will pay for, for that fee. Now, one thing that is important to note is that if for some reason the transaction does not go through, um, 
so long as it's within 30 days of when the estoppel was issued, uh, the seller can ask for a refund from the association for that fee. Hmm. And by, by, by law, they have to receive that, uh, that refund. Uh, the other thing is also how much do you charge or how much should you be charged? And this is something that a lot of people don't know. And, 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 and a lot of times I've seen where they accept certain charges that perhaps they shouldn't have. Um, so by the Florida statutes have set parameters for how much an association can charge. And there's two sets of charges. The first one is what they call regular processing, which is processed within 10 business days. And the maximum charge an association can charge for that is $250. Now, if you need it quicker than that, you can get rush processing if it's available. And that has to be prepared within 72 hours. And there's an additional $100 charge for that. Now, if for some reason the association doesn't get it to you in time, meaning they don't get it to you within the 72-hour or the 10-business-day deadline, they have to refund you whatever charge they have, they, they, uh, you know, they charge you. So that's important to note because sometimes, um, you know, associations or their, or their property management company will delay on getting you the, the items that you ordered. And it's good to know that you can get that money back if that occurs. And let me tell you, folks, if you uh, don't have a realtor representing you, you don't have an attorney doing your seller documents, and you allow the buyer to choose the title company and the uh, their attorney to rep- uh, to or that title company to prepare your seller documents, I don't think they're going to be telling you about you can get refunds. And that's why it's always important to have somebody on uh, your actual side. So, Javed, if anybody needs to reach you, what's the best way to call you? Oh, you can call us anytime. Our telephone number is 305-542-0402. Perfect. And by the way, on our next segment, we're going to be discussing what kind of delays that can happen uh, with changes in the numbers with the new um, closing costs. Uh, Folks, now more than ever, do you need photography for your real estate sale. Uh, There's not many people driving around these days, but if you have a walkthrough, a video walkthrough for your property, you're going to stand out uh, from the competition. It might seem obvious or go without saying that good photography and videography are critical for your success in selling for the highest price. In fact, homes with high quality photography sell 32% faster and Blue Hour Studios specializes in real estate photography and cinematic video walkthroughs to the residential and commercial markets. We use Canon full frame cameras, L-series professional lenses, multiple light sources, and the latest video equipment and cameras shooting for cinematic videos. You don't need a million dollar home, but any home can look like a million dollars. For a limited time, the Fisbo Authority podcast listeners can receive our photo and video package for 25% off using code podcast when calling to book your shoot. Increase the traffic to your home. Call 305-205-0364 or visit bluehourstudios.com. The Law Offices of Ramon Lee, located in Coral Gables, a new kind of law firm for a changing world, consistent, patient, and professional, while providing each client the attention and dedication they deserve. 
Trust Roman Lee to close your next home or condo purchase or handle your most complex commercial transaction. Turn to the legal team of Javed Roman and Elizabeth Lee, bringing their well-rounded education and real-world experiences, taking a holistic approach when assisting their clients. For estate planning and probate administration services, call the law offices of Roman Lee today. Large enough to handle any case, small enough to personally take your call. Roman Lee, Real Estate and Business Law, 305-542-0402. That number again is 305-542-0402. The Scoop on Miami. Sun, beaches, and Latin-inspired flavors are what people around the world call their vacation paradise. We call this home. Welcome to the weekly podcast that captures it all. The Scoop on Miami. Introducing The Scoop on Miami, where every Friday beginning in April, we'll spotlight the places, the people, the businesses, and some of our hidden treasures. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, a 54-year resident of the Magic City. Let's rediscover Miami together every Friday beginning in April on The Scoop on Miami. Find us everywhere your favorite podcast is found. Follow, share, and listen to The Scoop on Miami. We are back to the For Sale by Owner Authority. If you like what you hear, follow, like, and share our podcast channel. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, broker owner of One Premier International Realty, and I'm always available to take your call. On the phone is Javed Rahman, and he's our guest today, experienced, detailed-oriented, knowledgeable, and I'm grateful that he's taking the time today to be on our program. So, Javed, let's talk a little bit about some of the delays that can happen in a closing with regards to uh, changes in the numbers for a buyer if they're lending and some of the mandatory waiting periods that a seller may not be aware of. Well, Ernie, um, one thing that I've seen many times is that I'll receive a contract and a lot of times I'll, I'll get these contracts and they're already executed. I haven't even reviewed them, um, which is probably going to be step one that I would talk about before signing a contract, have an attorney review it. They'd be able to tell you if there's any issues, if there's um, any any uh, timelines that are unrealistic um, to actually set the this entire transaction um, running in the right direction from the very beginning. So there's, an, there's an addendum that a seller can add to a contract if they're not being represented by a realtor and their, their offer is coming through a realtor that allows for their attorney to review it, correct? There is. There's a there's an addendum which is a the that requires that the seller review and approve the contract before it is um b- before it would be deemed as executed. So that's a good protection for a seller that doesn't have representation to have them add that addendum so that they can have uh, Javed Rahman's firm take a look at the contract and you will actually have um, X amount of time before it becomes executed. So go ahead with what your point. Okay. So um, 
one of the things that I'll see is you get a transaction, for example, it has a, it has a lender, it has financing that is involved. And the contract says that you're going to close in, for example, 20 days. Well, it's, it's unrealistic in this day and age um, for a transaction with financing to close within 20 days. Um, like you already stated, that even if you have the majority of the buyer's background taken care of, um, there are certain um, stock gaps that are required. For example, um, there's a three-day requirement from when the um, initial CD goes out to when you can close. Um, if it, you're basically at that moment in time, you're ready to close, but you have to allow for that time period to go on. Now, if there's any changes in the numbers for the buyer, um, if they run a last-minute credit search and there's something that has changed or the interest rate has changed um, or the lock has expired and they have to go ahead and redo that initial seller, uh, that initial closing disclosure, um, that will also incur certain days and times that, that will have to be, um, you know, that, that will have to be taken care of. So there are sometimes delays that are, are involved with that. Fantastic. So for a seller, understand that uh, delays do happen, even though 92% of all sales take place on time. But when you're dealing with financing, you don't have somebody on your side. Um, it's hard sometimes to get uh, true information from the other side um, for what those reasons for the delays may be. Um, is there anything uh, else that you wanted to uh, cover? It's been a, a very informative program from a seller's perspective of, of everything to do with closing. Is there anything that we failed to mention that uh, has come to mind uh, before we wrap it up? Yeah, I just want to take a moment and discuss um, some changes to what is a typical uh, far bar contract that we had seen in the last couple of years. And just two items of note, I think, for sellers. Um, one is dealing with appraisals and the other one is dealing with permitting. Um, those were two areas that were that were changed the last time that the, 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 the standardized far bar contract was changed. Um, and what's important to note is that with in regards to permitting, the new uh, contract only requires that a seller um, go ahead and assist the buyer in closing out any open or expired permits, but that they don't actually have to pay for that, uh, what would be the fees for that cost. Um, so unless there's a change in the additional terms, that's something that a seller does not have to pay for. Um, the other thing is the appraisal. Um, if there is no appraisal contingency that is added to the contract, then if the property, for one reason or another, does not appraise, that is not necessarily the same thing as the buyer not being able to obtain financing. And the transaction could be required to go through uh, without any changes. And the buyer so having to areas, come up with a difference. Absolutely. And the buyer having to come up with a difference. So those are two areas that um, were changed recently and that are very important to the seller. And um, having representation will definitely make sure that you are on the, the right side of understanding what are all of um, a, a seller's options um, if a transaction does become more complicated the way that we have been seeing um, in, in recent times with um, what's been occurring. Absolutely. And for sale by owners, statistically receive 16% less. 
and um, trying to save 6% and not having that representation from the start, from a realtor that represents your best interest and your net with an attorney that's going to prevent any problems because if you bring uh, a contract after it's done, it's usually more costly if you have to fight something that could have been prevented at the negotiation level, right, Jay? Absolutely. I don't. I wouldn't have the figures as to what additional costs may be involved, but I'm sure that similar to realtors, um, you'll see that individuals sometimes are trying to save a little bit of money, which is very, very little. I'm talking about probably a few hundred dollars, and that many, many times it could cost them thousands of dollars for trying to save a few hundred dollars. You bet. Um, look, uh, you you've provided incredible information to all of our uh, listeners, specifically um, sellers, um, knowing that um, just thinking about saving money, but there's a lot involved in the uh, sale of your home. And uh, uh, there's a couple of things that I want you to know. First, uh, you can receive my free report, 10 things you absolutely must know to sell your home or condo without leaving a penny on the table. You can text 10 things to 786-659-1811 to receive this report or better yet, call me to schedule a no obligation consultation to discuss all of the strategies that I do to market and sell your home. Uh, Javed, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to be on the program today. You've provided incredible information. And again, if somebody needs to reach you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? 305-542-0402. Ernie, it's been a pleasure being with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. We are at the end of another For Sale by Owner Authority podcast. I hope you feel armed and informed after listening to today's program to sell your home, either as a for sale by owner or by hiring a real estate professional, and I hope you give me that opportunity. Again, thanks to Javed Rahman, partner in the law firm of Rahman Lee, for being on our podcast today. Next week, I'll have a lender on the podcast, and we're going to discuss everything there is to know about home and condominium loans, understanding the different types of approvals, and what type of loan products are available in today's world, and all from a for sale by owner's perspective. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, and remember to follow, like, and share the Fizzbo Authority.